0: Um I am gonna start recording just because okay. I mean I have to edit this anyway, so might as well. Hello and welcome to the Final Turn, a new podcast about all things running. I am Keith, a 40-year-old, uh and a 120 half marathoner. And I'm
1: Sean, I'm a 29-year-old two-time Boston marathon qualifier.
0: Okay. He's apparently too modest to flex any more <laughs> than that. <laughs> um <laughs> So Sean and I will be doing interviews, reviewing apparel, shoes, and devices, giving route suggestions and run sightseeing ideas, talking about injuries and how to avoid them, covering different levels of training and training plans, talking about psychology and motivation, marveling at various impressive running achievements, and much more. We'd love some feedback. um, And the best way to do that is to drop us a note at thefinalturnpod at gmail.com. Um, so before we tackle today's main topic, I have two questions for you, Sean. The first is, did you run today?
1: I did. I did. Today was, uh, one of my easier, easier runs. Uh, I just did seven, I did seven miles, but, uh, I had a destination where, uh, my wife really likes this croissant from this one place in San Francisco where, where we're at. And, uh, I just kind of did like a roundabout way to get seven miles to end at the bakery and pick up some baker and, and run home. But, uh, it was, it was nice. Uh, how about yourself, Keith?
0: Um, I ran too, but I have a question. Do you stop your watch when you are, uh, buying the croissant?
1: Uh, I do, I do. So I pause it and it's, it was actually funny cause you know, you're wearing the mask inside the, uh, inside the bakery and it was like pretty sweaty at that point. So I was like breathing relatively heavily and seemed like trying <laughs> to order food. And she was like, wait, what was that? What was that? Right. I, was, like, I can't take my mask down, but I can't breathe through this mask, right. uh, but I do. Uh, but I got, I got in and out pretty quickly. It was only like probably like a minute. Um, so it would have been too bad on the time.
0: Okay. I mean, I don't know if that would stand up to an official audit, but uh, <laughs> I'll allow it. Uh, so today I ran, uh, I took the BART, which is the Bay Area subway um, down to South San Francisco. And then I ran back to my house in the mission or my apartment up and over San Bruno Mountain, which I think might be the tallest, whatever. It's taller than any mountain in or mount or hill in San Francisco proper. It's it 1,300 is, yeah. feet. Um, and it's classically done. It's classically like, it's a really popular bike route. I'd, I'd never run it before and it was obnoxiously steep. It's like, (laughs) I don't know, a thousand feet of vertical over two miles or something. Oh, Um, that's terrible.
1: What was your, what was your gap on that?
0: I don't remember. Um, the whole thing was a little bit under nine minutes per mile, which is not.
1: That's actually really, I mean, considering that elevation, that's really good.
0: Yeah. I guess. My legs felt a little dead today. Um, Okay, second question. So um, we agonized over what to name this podcast and finally settled on The Final Turn. Uh, Do you have a memorable final turn in your career?
1: Uh, I do. And it's actually, it's so memorable, not because of it being good, because of it actually being pretty rough. Uh, My sophomore year of high school, I was going into Uh, probably my best year of running, I lost uh, the better half of like 25 pounds over the course between my freshman and sophomore year. And um, I was, I dropped uh, like six minutes in my 5k time. And I was turning the corner for my best 5k time of the season It was my third, uh, the third race. And uh, basically I like tore my hip flexor um, on that final turn Mm. and hobbled to the finish line, still PR'd uh, but then was out uh, for the rest of the season until like the last race. Um, so it's the most memorable because I hate, I actually hate uh, turning corners. So I try to go them around them pretty, pretty smoothly these days because of that. <laughs>
0: I-, I wonder if that's cost you like material amounts of seconds uh, <laughs> it probably, on, on it, future it, races.
1: It probably has. I mean, some other, like, like so many other races have like uh, turns and I just always go down. Like I take, take the outside lane or just go out as far as possible. So it's probably you know, it's, it's probably a couple seconds at least, but it's better than, uh, being injured for the next like four months.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember your time on that 5k? Uh, yeah,
1: I think I was, I was closing in. I think I got like 1955 or something like that. So my previous best the year before was like 2550 or something. So you're
0: like 14 or 15 at this point. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Man. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, what about yours? Uh, Probably my first marathon. Uh, I ran the CIM, uh, which is California, the California Na- International Marathon. It's a really popular race because it has a net downhill mm-hmm. and it's a mostly flat course. Um, it was, yeah, it was 29 degrees at the start that day. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> and
1: have you run that race? No, my, my wife has. So I, I've, uh, okay. I've only witnessed it. I've only watched it. All right.
0: So you're familiar with the course a little bit. It the is, last, yeah. I don't know if it's the last mile or if it's the last two or three miles. It feels like the last 10 miles, but you're in downtown Sacramento and the streets are lettered. So there's like mm. Z street, Y street, X street, and it just... You know, so, you know, you're slowly, you know, t- ticking the, ticking the letters back towards A and it just, you know, marathon, the end of marathons are brutal, but yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, like finally you make it so that you're making the final turn into the shoot. And yeah, yeah it was just sort of a triumphant moment. I, I BQ'd on my, right. on my first ever marathon. And oh, yeah, you, it was- You did? Yeah, I was pretty pleased with myself. I, didn't,
1: I actually, I did the same thing. My first marathon at BQ'd,
0: I didn't know you did the same. Yeah. I mean, look, this was in 2000, 2009 or something like okay. that. So like, you know, the BQ time I think was 310. Yeah, um, still. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was definitely happy.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I remember, um, actually it's, it's funny when I watched my, my wife do that race, I wanted to meet her halfway, but I didn't want to drive the car. So I figured I just like run to her halfway, and you know the, the course is a straight, it's, you know it's point A to point B, and yeah. I didn't realize that would take me 13 miles to right. get to the halfway point, <laughs> which was pretty stupid of me at the time. Okay, so
0: you ended um, up basically running a marathon yourself.
1: I ran a ha- I ran a half to meet her halfway, and then I got a bike for the last 13. Oh, so
0: okay, okay, okay. It kind of worked out. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. So well, what are we going to talk about today?
1: Yeah. So we're, we're almost at the end of uh, 2020. And, you know, as everyone knows, we've been living in this pandemic for pretty much the all of 2020. And, you know, for many of us, this has been a time to either double down on fitness because you know, what else is there to do? Uh, and for others, it's been, you know, really mentally tough to really push towards any goals this year. Um, so today, you know, I, I want to talk about, we want to talk about, you know, going, uh, going to dive into how, uh, you know, we've stayed motivated this year, how our goals have changed and, you know, what does our outlook look like for the rest of, you know, uh, 2020 and then what are we looking forward to in in 2021? Um, so, you know, my, my first thing i want to kind of go through is, Hey, like what Keith, what were, what were your goals and plans before, uh, before the pandemic hit, um, in March?
0: Yeah. Um, so I was going to run the Oakland marathon, which I remember that. Yeah. I can't remember. I think it was I think it was like April 20th or something like that. And as the pandemic, you know, first hit, it took them a while. Like I think they didn't announce that they weren't going to hold the race until maybe 2 weeks before. Like it, Yeah, it, yeah. You know, restaurants were closing and it, you know, in California things locked down pretty quickly, but it wasn't clear what like the new rules were going to be like, and in, in retrospect, like, of course there weren't going to be any races, but right, right. At the time I was still sort of training and, you know, first starting, you know, getting used to like wearing a mask out outdoors. And, uh, you know, I, I should have known, but I didn't. And I even got to my final long run. I did a 22 miler and, you know, was into my taper before I found out it wasn't happening. and, I I stopped running for like a month after that. I was pretty bummed about it. Cuz
1: you were on a run streak at that point, right?
0: Yeah, I'd run. I like doing these run streaks and I I was up over 100 days at that point. And it just I mean it just felt I was signed up for California International in at the end of 2019 and I got injured. A week. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that, that was, was the week before during my taper. And so Mm -hmm. I was just, I was so irritated with everything. And, you know, the reality of the pandemic was, you know, pretty depressing. And yeah, it, it knocked me out for a while. Yeah. I remember because,
1: you know, we were, we were running together in the beginning of the year and I was, I was doing my training for Boston, which was, yeah, I think like one or two weeks before what Oakland was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So I think I remember like you and I were having like very similar conversations of like, are we, you know, right, right before everything kind of started getting shut down, I was like, is this race actually going to happen? Like, are we even going to be able to run together? And I was, you know, there's, it was actually my biggest, there's the most training that I've ever done for a marathon ever. Like I was running, you know, 60, 70 miles a week doing these like 18 mile tempos, doing all of this crazy stuff that I've never like pushed myself to do. And I remember, yeah, like you and I were just like, I don't think this is going to happen, but so many other people were like, really optimistic they're like oh it's gonna happen like they can't they can't yeah. not do like the boston marathon or they can't not do any of these other marathons like um so we, i think like, every day like we were just like still hopeful even though in the back of our minds we we're like i was like man i don't want to keep working this hard if like there's nothing that's going to happen right um, in like three weeks or four weeks and like every yeah. single day it was like every hour you're just like refreshing your phone and being like what is happening like where where are news coming <laughs> where where are the news Where's,
0: did they did they send you a finisher's medal for the Boston Marathon?
1: No. So what they ended up doing was they allowed you to uh, participate or sign up for the virtual Boston Marathon. And it was uh, back in September of this year. And if you basically ran, you know, the the 26 miles within like a one or two week period, you got a t-shirt and a medal. And I, for me, there's a whole episode on this, but the virtual race thing, I'm not really bought into personally too much. And I just didn't do it. Um, But I know, I know some other folks that did it and I, I didn't want i didn't care about the medal. i cared about actually like running the marathon than i did do,
0: getting just do virtual races count for future boston qualifying uh i don't know because
1: what they allowed me they they said you can take your previous boston qualifying time and use it for the following year's uh qualifier so you didn't okay. have to like re-qualify this
0: year so i don't I
1: don't know. I feel like
0: they okay. so maybe they preempt that problem by making it so that nobody who qualified for this year would need to to qualify with their virtual Boston time.
1: Yeah, I think so. And because I mean, you can do like the whole yeah, like the net downhill, like two thousand feet going down some mountain for twenty miles, and then just f- finishing it out. I feel like it wasn't yeah wasn't the right thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the Oakland Marathon. I don't know if there was a virtual thing or not. I didn't do it. Uh, but yeah, they. I have the medal right here. <laughs> Oh nice! Uh, <laughs> they, they also sent a finisher's shirt you know it's <laughs> finisher finisher 2020 it's like uh you know when sports teams like lose you know the nba finals or whatever they, mm-hmm. they've already printed the t-shirts for them winning and i think they send them to like you know charities in africa and, and give them to kids but yeah like i have this shirt but this finisher shirt for a thing that didn't even happen It's sort
1: of... <laughs> that's actually it's uh i remember when i got back when i started doing running again seriously like three four years ago i uh I was, I signed up for my first half marathon. It was like the, the Virgin half marathon in San Francisco. I trained for it, not like a ton, but like the, it was a really bad week for me because my favorite band was coming into town. So it was supposed to be, I was supposed to run the half, my first half marathon ever. And then my favorite band was going to be playing at my favorite venue. And I was like, this is gonna be a great like Saturday. Um, And then like, I think it was the fires and they canceled both of those uh, events the same day, but they still gave us the medal and they still gave us like the hoodie. Uh, and I actually ran the, I actually ran a, uh, virtual or whatever, a half marathon by myself, but it, it's actually my favorite hoodie to this day. Uh, really? I wearing it every time, but it's so comfortable. Yeah. Uh, so I'm actually kind of glad that, uh, <laughs> at least I got that.
0: What's, what's so high. Well, okay. First off, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you your favorite band. Hmm. Uh,
1: so my favorite band, it's, uh, the national. So like, they're, they're actually from, uh, where I went to college and, uh, just, yeah, good, good overall kind of like indie rock band that I've been yeah. following uh, over the years.
0: Even though I'm 11 years older than you, I've, I, I know the national, <laughs> uh, okay. And then, yeah, like, what are the, what, what are the qualities that this hoodie has that makes it so, so it's, awesome?
1: It's just so light. It's like a really lightweight hoodie. So like, you know, San Francisco weather is, you know, always like in the sixties and you never really need like that thick of a hoodie, like during the day or like that thick of like a sweatshirt, but you never, like, sometimes it's too cold for a t-shirt. So it's just like the perfect material, like right in between. And the hood is like, it's, you know, a lot of hoodies, the hood is so heavy. So it feels like it's like pulling down on, on your neck and like, it's like cramping your neck and it's just like lightweight. I don't, I don't know. It's just like, so like light and comfortable. Uh, I probably, I've probably worn it way too much during this pandemic. Uh, yeah,
0: well, it's, it's taken a few washes, I guess. <laughs> uh, okay. So there's no races anymore. Uh, it's not clear when there will be races, you know, Mm non-virtual races again, what sorts of things have you been doing to stay motivated running wise, uh, since March?
1: Yeah. You know, I, I, when the day that I found out that the, that they're canceling the Boston marathon, there was a lot of disappointment but there's like this kind of sigh of relief. Um I've never run so much volume in a short period of time. I've never pushed myself and uh you know, I've been I've been battling this like hip issue for the better half of like 2 years almost at this point. So like my legs were actually just like I was actually like, really shot almost like mentally and physically like um in the April time frame or end of March and I found that as a time to take like a week or so off, or I, I ended up taking like two, only two or three days off, but I was trying to find out like, okay, what can I do? Because I, I, I was going mentally insane. I think, yeah. you know, at that time, that's when like San Francisco locked down. I was, um, I just had uh, actually like left my current, current job for what I'm doing now. And my wife and I were just like, everyone was just stuck in their, stuck in their uh, condos or their apartments. And, you know, San Francisco, every, it's small. So there's not a ton of room. And I was just mentally kind of going insane, like fe- feeling trapped that we couldn't go outside or go do the things that we normally were doing. So I was like, okay, the only thing that I can do is probably go out and run, right? It's a way to de-stress. It's a way to like see, like breathe fresh air and like see scenery and all of this stuff. So I kind of saw that in in um, April, I was on pace for like to do 2,500 miles um, just because of the, the sheer amount of volume that I already did in the beginning of the year. And before that, I actually... The last year I, I ran 1800 miles. And then the year before that, I ran like a 1000 miles, I've actually never been like a huge volume runner. So I don't know, I just thought like putting this goal out there of like, you know, I need to get outside every day, because like, I can't just like work from home and like not like see sunshine or like breathe fresh air. And the best way to do that was running. So I'm like, Oh, if I actually put this goal out there that I have to run pretty much every day or be outside every day, uh, it, would, it would be worth it. So I just set out this goal like early, I guess, what a fourth of the way through the year of saying, "Let me try to do twenty five hundred miles for the for the for the year." And uh, luckily, with Strava and my garment of just keeping track and telling me how close I am to my goal, it just keeps me motivated every single day um, to make sure I do not fall behind and I and I hit it.
0: And d- do you run every day or what? How yeah, is the mileage yeah. split up throughout the week?
1: Yeah. So I've been, it's, it's been, I've been playing it around. I've been trying to do six times a week because seven has just kind of been mentally tough for me. Um, just like getting up every morning or every day and like going out and running. So I've been trying to squeeze it into six. So what I've been finding helpful is I do like three, 10 mile runs a week. And then I do like um, some, uh, like a few sevens. So that basically just, yeah, seven, that's like 50, 50, to 51 miles a week. And then I have like the, the other day to take off or go on like on a bike ride or just do whatever. Or if I do feel like running, it's kind of bonus miles. But, you know, before this, I was like, you know, 20, 20, 2019, I was running like three days a week. <laughs> so this has been a huge, huge change for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 2,500 is a ton of miles. I've never done that myself. I also think, look, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to hit 2,500 this year. I, mm-hmm. I've put in over the last like month, I put in a hundred mile week, uh, which was my first ever hundred mile week. Uh, It was also my first ever 90 mile week. (laughs) Um, I just, you know, I, I, I felt like I've been trying to find little things to, I don't know, just drive me.
1: And you're so good with the routes. Like I'm always impressed by looking on Strava, these routes that you, I I run the same route like every day pretty much. I don't
0: know how people do that. Like, you know, I, I have, you know, at least a hundred people I follow on Strava and I, I almost all of them have like at best, you know, they'll have like maybe four different kinds of routes they Mm -hmm. do, but they're just constantly doing the same things. I rarely do the same route twice in a month. Um, that's crazy. I mean, I have a couple bread and butter routes. Like I have a four mile route, which mm-hmm. is basically the minimum I do to maintain my run streak, um, which I haven't mentioned. I'll get to that in a second. And then yeah. I have uh, like a bread and butter, like uh, seven mile route as well. But like today, like I've, I've never done that run before. I've lived in the Bay area since 2004 and um, never done that one before. So I like, yeah, I th- yeah it's like a fun part of my of my, I don't know, of my weeks which, to come up with all the routes I'm going to do.
1: Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't like get boring. I mean, I, it was the other, the other, uh, few weeks ago I ran this, I, I remember I, I ran this, what I thought was a new route and I came home and I was like, I told my wife, I'm like, Oh, I like, I was getting so bored of all, all my routes. Like I found this new route and it was just so much fun. Yeah, and then I looked on Strava. It's like, Oh, congratulations. You're trending faster for this run. And I'm like, what do you mean? And it's, wow. it, I actually ran that route like six times in the past, like two or three months. And I just didn't actually, I was like, so blinded by it. Um, and I was like, oh man, I got to find something new. I gotta, it's, uh, I always try to avoid the Hills. Um, but I know like you're, you're a big fan of the elevation.
0: Yeah. You know, I used to hate Hills. My sister, uh, and her wife like famously hate Hills. (laughs) And, uh, like I was looking at, um, our Strava's the other day. And I think I have like 130,000 feet climbed this year, and my sister, who has around the same mileage as me, has like 20,000 feet climbed. <laughs> so she has like you know less than a sixth as much mileage and or uh, elevation. And but I kind of I kind of like it. You you slow you slow down on the way up, and you cruise on the way down. And if you don't agonize about time on on the uphills yeah you you can make up most of it on on the down anyway Mm -hmm. um and you just you just sort of get you get you get better at it and it it doesn't become such a thing although my route today was that was (laughs) (laughs) not you're not going to do that one every day that one that one notwithstanding, uh elevation is usually not so bad um
1: um where, where i where uh i used to live there was um i lived on the side of like this uh i lived on like the side of a hill then also like two blocks away from like one of the bigger hills in san francisco and i would f- make sure i finished every single run just like trying to sprint up that hill like just finishing on that hill so i just try to go faster and faster because i hated that hill so much um And, uh, I, I have the, I, I have the, uh, what's that? The King of the Hill or whatever they call it on Strava. Yeah. But there's only 50 people that have ever run up it. So it's not, not saying too much.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's not like having the King of the Hill on Hawk Hill or whatever. Right,
1: right, right. Um,
0: (laughs) yeah, I have the Strava record from my place to the top of Twin Peaks, but. Oh, Well, it's only been attempted by like 10 people. One of them's my sister. Who's the female (laughs) record holder. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but yeah so all right so yeah i mean i'm also trying to get this to this to this mileage goal uh, my my b goal is to beat you um in total <laughs> mileage for the year um uh, that's yeah, a big podcast reveal here yeah, um, but yeah like yeah we'll, we'll have to see what happens in that final week probably it's gonna be interesting to how ourselves.
1: are you uh are you planning i know you're doing so one of the other things you've been doing is this uh the run streak so how yeah are you going to keep, are you just going to try and like finish out 2020 or are you going to keep it going?
0: Yeah, I don't know. So I've run every single day since July 2nd. So uh, that's 141 days in a row today. Uh, and i run a minimum of 5K. Mm-hmm. Um, run streaks, people debate like what your minimum mileage should be to constitute a run streak. Most most people do, do one mile. Um, yeah. Being the... Uh- running snob that i am uh, <laughs> I, uh i'm yeah I, my my shortest is like you know 3.15 miles or something yeah um and my my sister is doing the same and yeah her and her wife are on day 240 yeah they're they're 99 days ahead of me and uh, I mean, it's infuriating. Like, I you know, I want to support them, but yeah, but it's like the competitiveness. You don't, wanna, yeah, you want to lose to them. Yeah, they live in Chicago. Maybe there will be just like a cold snap that they can't. They yeah, can't there has tolerate. to be
1: like some some snowstorm coming in the next like six weeks at least. I
0: mean, I know I'm watching though, and yeah, they're, they're stubborn too. So I don't, th- yeah, I don't know what it would take. Like maybe a asteroid strike or meteor <laughs> strike. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I think I will keep it going after the new year. I definitely want to keep it going through the rest of this year. Um, and then I'm, I'm to the point now, like I think run streaks might not be the healthiest. Like if you never take a day off, mm-hmm. it, it causes a situation where if you have like a, a new ache or pain, you sort of to maintain the streak, you have to push through it. And you can imagine situations where that's not the greatest. I, I haven't had any bad injuries during this during this streak, but in, the streaks I've done in the past, this is my third streak of over a hundred days. And the last two came to an end due to injuries. So
1: what was your your last how long was your last one? It was like 120, wasn't it or
0: something? Yeah, I think it was one seventeen. Okay. And I had like a one oh six. Um so this is my longest ever already.
1: So what is it like what does it feel like the day that like the streak ended?
0: I got to say, Sean, it doesn't feel great. Um, (laughs) The entire day, because both times I was injured, right? And the entire day, it's like, well, I could get out there and limp through it, and maybe it'll be better tomorrow. And yeah, I basically have to handcuff myself to my desk so that I don't go do something stupid. Uh, Yeah, it's not not fun. And then, yeah, I mean, when you're up over 100 days, like... Just to get back to where you were, it's three and a half months in the right, future. Right, right. <laughs> you know? So it's like this huge thing. So the nice thing about a run streak while it's going is, every day there isn't a question about if you're going to run; it's just when you're going to run. you're going to run. Okay, so so that's that's nice. It takes that 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 out, and then also the people around me, you know, know I'm doing this streak, and so. <laughs> Yeah, you're you really know I don't like, I don't have, don't have to argue. To with them yeah. like, oh, you know, come on, let's, you know, you can run tomorrow. It's like no, I'm running today. Um, yeah, the worst. It, oh, god, sorry. Uh, the other thing is it it the streak builds momentum in a way that makes it sort of easier to keep it going. Um, mm, mm-hmm. the, the, the streak begets the streak. Um, yeah, but yeah. I mean, the problem is each time I've stopped, I've stopped because I was injured, but. I didn't, I didn't get back to my training in an earnest way. I think, I think I could have gotten back to my training in an earnest way sooner than I did, but because I was just sort of like discouraged that it was going to take so much to get back to where I was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's always that thing of, you know, we've talked about like taking, taking the break. It's, uh, it's, it's really hard because even if you take like a day break, like, you know, I live on, uh, I live on the park and I literally look out my window and I see, you know, tens of people running at any given minute. So yeah. like those, that day that you're just like, oh, I'm going to take today off because I just don't want to run. And then I just look outside, like sipping coffee or whatever. And it's like, oh, these people are just jogging outside. Like I can go do that too, but <laughs> you, you, get, you gotta, gotta give your body a rest.
0: Do you get anxious? Do you sleep not as well on the days that you don't run?
1: Yeah. If I don't, uh, if I don't run or do some level of cardio, I get very anxious throughout like the whole entire day. And I just, I feel really down. Yeah. Um, especially like, if I, I have to do some level of like cardio or something in the morning. Um, so if I don't do something in the morning, I'll be very anxious like in the middle of the day. Um, so I'll typically like like take my lunch and just go out for a run because it makes me way more productive or like, and less anxious in the afternoon. Uh, like yesterday, I, I kind of just like slept in or I, I like stretched in the morning and I'm like, Oh, I'll just like run later. And my morning was really bad. And so I just like called my dad and went on like a run during the day. And my afternoon was so much more productive. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird where like, I just feel like I have to get something done cardio cardio wise in the, in the morning.
0: Yeah. I mean, the last time I didn't run was July. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, on days when I run later in the day, uh, yeah, I'm like sort of filled with anxiety the whole day. Like you know, I worry that I'm not going to actually do it. Like I just sort of, you know, agonize back and forth in my head. And yeah, it's kind of miserable. I find the sooner I run in a day, the more I can enjoy the rest of the day.
1: Yeah. But I found something interesting. Uh, I've been uh, making this observation of if I wait to run until like late morning or early afternoon, my runs are actually are better. I, I with like less effort, I actually can run faster and longer. Uh, like yesterday I, I was on the phone with my dad for like basically eight of the 10 miles that I ran and I looked at my watch after I got done. And like, it's my average pace was like 30 seconds faster than what I've been running in the mornings. And it just felt like nothing.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I noticed the same, I noticed the same. I, I've been trying to address that by every morning I go for a walk around Dolores park. Mm. Um, just to, you know get the blood flowing and try to, I don't know what the mechanism is that makes me makes my perceived effort feel lower if I run later in the day. But yeah, yeah the thought was, yeah, if I walk around the park, maybe that gets me to that sooner. And I don't know if I haven't done a scientific study here. So I, <laughs> I don't know if it's actually making any difference, but it's probably good to get moving in the morning anyway. You
1: know, we'll kick, kick one off. Um, so what is, you know, you know, we're ending 2020 here and, uh, after twenty five hundred miles with it, everything resets to zero. Unfortunately the, yeah. unfortunately, the the run the run streak doesn't reset, but the mileage resets. Do you have uh Do you have any idea of what twenty twenty one is going to look like?
0: Yeah. Well, no. I mean, no. I've thought about it. I've thought, yeah, I've spent a lot of time thinking about it, but I don't have a great answer. It, mm-hmm. it would be nice to imagine uh, races becoming available toward the end of the year, but I would yeah. say that's. Maybe 50, 50 or so. Mm-hmm. I'd, 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 it's hard to handicap such things, but um, you know, maybe maybe there will be some lower, uh, smaller races that have fewer people and can can spread things out a bit towards the end of 2020, after you know the vaccine's been distributed a bit. Um, but if there's no races, you, you're sort of left to your own right prices. uh, You know, maybe I'll. I would like to keep the streak going as long as I can. Mm -hmm. Um, and that sort of flies in the face of like some other goals. Like if I wanted to, you know, try to bump my mileage way up, you know, that would, that might, (laughs) I risk blowing the streak if I do that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, maybe I'll, maybe I'll aim for like in February, I'll try to run uh, a virtual marathon. Like I'll pick a course, Mm. something flattish. I haven't run. Like I set my marathon PR and when I, I don't remember when my first marathon was, but that's, that's my PR and I've only run three in my life. And the last like seven I've signed up for have not happened for various reasons. And so it would be nice to get one under under my belt. It's frustrating that it won't count for anything mm-hmm. official, but it'll be official in my heart, Sean.
1: Yeah, no, that is true. It's a, uh... Just like, yeah, 2020, I was like, I was really amped up this year for, uh, I was supposed to do Boston and then uh, do New York uh, back in, I guess, like two, three weeks ago at this point. Uh, And I was like really gunning for some, for some like times this year. And it's, uh, it's like, what's, you know, like next, like 2021, like you said, I don't, if there's going to be races, if there's not, but it's kind of hard um, for me to like mentally set myself up to, to hit a time at the end of the year, if you you know, you kind of set yourself up for disappointment where like you're doing all this training and then all of a sudden it's just like, nope, not going to happen. So that's what I'm, I'm kind of worried about for, for 2021, but.
0: Yeah. I mean, in some ways this, this pandemic has helped me, I don't know, rethink a little bit about the way I approach running before I used to be so race goal approached uh, and Or I based my approach on that. And now, I don't know. I mean, I think the thing everyone wants is to like build a lifetime of good habits of running, right? Right, right. You know, when you're training for a marathon, right? Like the typical training plan is get your mileage as high as you can without getting injured. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and then taper for three weeks and hope your body's recovered and go out and run a minute per mile faster than any of your training rate, you know, (laughs) sort of a weird thing that has like, you know, high injury risk and like probably is not the greatest thing you can be be doing for like your long-term joint health. Um, Mm -hmm. And so the nice thing about this pandemic is without goal, without races to sort of keep forcing me into that pattern, Uh, I I think I might be building some healthier habits here. Um, we'll, we'll see once races come back, but
1: yeah, I have to to agree with that because like last year I, like previously I used to do lower volume, but much faster. So I always cared about the speed. I was always like, okay, I have to clock this time. I have to clock this time on a long run, a short run, a workout. I was so conscious about that. And, you know, I get, I get kind of down if I like did like a long run and I didn't hit the time that I wanted this year. I'm just kind of like, yeah, well you know, I just want to get the miles in and I don't want to go like super slow, but like, it doesn't matter if I run 10 seconds slower per mile or whatever that is. So I've been able to explore a little bit more because I would actually like base my route off of how fast that I wanted to go. And I didn't want like Hills to hinder that speed because I didn't want to like work harder for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be, I think for next year, even, even if there aren't any races, I I, think this year I kind of took a, I took the gas off of like working on speed um, I really, I think you and I have done like a couple track workouts together, but outside of that, I've done nothing pretty much. Um, so I kind of want to get back into speed a little bit next year, um, and see what that looks like.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to, I'm going to put some more thought to this and, and write down some goals and I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up at the beginning of our next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. so we promised we were going to go 25 to 30 minutes. I think we're a little over that. you have anything else you want to add? No, 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 no. Nah. It's, uh, it's all I got. All right. Uh, so thanks for joining us on our maiden voyage here. Uh, as a reminder, we'd love some feedback. Uh, and if you would like to provide that, you can hit us up at thefinalturnpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And we hope to have you back for episode two.
1: Thanks, guys.